Hello, everyone. Today's guest on Heart in the Pain is somebody that I met inside of San Quentin State Prison a few years ago. Both of us were in there. But this guy is a musical phenom. Right now from Stockholm, I'm bringing in my boy David Jassy. What's up with DJ? Holla at your boy, man. What's good? What's good? What's good? What's good? My boy Showtime. Man, I appreciate you coming in. I know it's a nine-hour time difference, and, you know, it's nighttime where you're at, and it's still daytime where I am, man. Can you tell us right now what you're working on, right, for the future? And then we'll get deeper into the interview as far as the music work in a second. So right now, I'm preparing for a show with a group that I was in, Navigators. So we're doing a few shows in Sweden. Apart from that, um, you know, I'm based in Dubai right now, but I'm working on my album right now. Mm -hmm. So hopefully it's going to come out next year. So I'm taking my time with it, just perfecting the music. And then and other than that, I'm just writing and producing for other artists. Well, in, in one of the things that came out almost immediately was the one single that was playing in Stockholm. What is the name of that and what is that rap about? Which one? Bully the Bully the Bop. Oh, okay. Oh, so that one is an old nursery. It's an old Swedish nursery rhyme, right? And in that game, basically, you turn your back towards... So person A turns their back to person B, and person B is knocking on person A's back mm -hmm. and asking them certain questions. So to me, I use that as a metaphor for the homies that I used to know that wasn't there supporting me when I got locked up. Right. So basically, I used the fact that they actually turned it back on. And I'm basically knocking on it back, asking them, how many letters did I get? How much time did I get? So it's like a play with words in Swedish. And I recorded the, the, the video in Gambia, which is the country from where my dad is from. And in Gambia, we have a, a tradition every year. It's called Tubaski, where we actually use goats so i had the kids with the horns mm -hmm. so it was a lot of metaphors a lot of stuff going on there a lot of hidden subliminal messages we'll be watching parts of that we'll be watching parts of that video Sorry. throughout the interview as, it, as the clips come in and out but i'm i want to back up to something that you mentioned just now right because the aspect of the feeling or the actuality of feeling alone when nobody's writing you or trying to reach out to you while you're in prison now you and i met in prison yeah. and I won't go into your details. What part of your trip to prison are you, or do you feel comfortable talking about? I mean, I'm, I'm comfortable talking about anything, really. Okay. What, what did you go to prison for, Dave? So I was in Los Angeles to work with Britney Spears, Sean Kingston, and a few other artists, Ashley Tisdale. And one night I was in a club. And when me and my girlfriend left the club, a man started banging on my car. So basically I got provoked and I got out and we got into an altercation, a fist fight. And unfortunately the man died from that fight. And I was sentenced to 15 years to life on a second degree murder charge. Now, while you were in prison and this is where we met, you got to doing work with a lot of young guys up in there and it, it resulted in what type of tape and what type of uh, attention came from that? Can you restate the question, please? So while you were inside of San Quentin, you were in the media center and you started working on a project. And what is the name of that project and what was the outcome of that project? Oh, so the name of the project was YOP Mixtape. Uh, so it basically was a project where I had all together during these four years, I had 100 youth 
participating in the program and just creating songs. And the idea of the whole project was to basically tell the real story of prison life. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of rap music right now is glorifying a lot of the street life, a lot of the criminal lifestyle and the gang life. Without what I felt was missing from hip hop was somebody just telling the truth of what it's like to wake up 4.30 in the morning, you know, eat the nasty food that they serve us in the child hall, mm-hmm. you know, wash the clothes in a, in a bucket, not having your family members reach out. Like I wanted a true story, like right. the pain, the suffering and do so in a way because we already as, as prisoners have the stigma and the stereotype put on us. So I wanted to do it in a way where we can reach people in Germany or Australia, everywhere, right. and do it without cuss words. Right. So I just wanted to tell the human story, and instead of the story that the media often um, portrays us as, as monsters, I just wanted to tell, like, look, here's these young guys. This is where they came from, and this is what they've been through, but this is also the talent they have, and this is the story that they got to tell. So, so we put put it together, and eventually, we got Rock Nation involved, and uh, Rock Nation helped us release the the mixtape, and under the name of San Quentin Mixtapes Volume One. Mm-hmm. So, and, and what kind of attention did you get from that YOP uh, San Quentin mixtape? With the understanding that YOP means uh, what was YOP again? Youth Authority Program. Or yeah, Young it's Offenders youth, Program. It's a youth offender program. Right. And right. early on, we got a lot of media interested in the project, which led us to more people knowing about it. I was cooperating with Van Jones and Jessica Jackson from Cut 50, who also put me together with more people. But uh, we had J. Cole. We had Common coming in to visit and listening to the mixtape. Right. And eventually Kim Kardashian came in and, and uh, listened to the whole mixtape and, and really started getting involved in telling our story. And she's also the one that helped me, along with Van Jones and many others, helped me eventually get out. Now, what does it feel like to be in a unique position like that and, and understanding some of those meetings I was there too, right? But what does it feel like to be a hip-hop artist inside a prison and you have some of the top hip hop artists in the nation and, you know, arguably the world coming in to see you do this type of work that triggers somebody to say, let's get this guy out. How did, how do you navigate that position inside a prison? I mean, for me being from Sweden, that was, of course, it's huge. You know what I'm saying? So to me, what I liked about it was that I felt that the youngsters that I worked with, in the beginning, when I first came with the idea, a lot of people doubted me, you know. In prison, there's a lot of haters. There's going to be a lot of people blocking you. And a lot of people were like, man, this this project ain't going nowhere. Like, this this ain't going nowhere. So for me, it was kind of like, it started with an idea when I was walking with my boy, Harold Meeks, who's still in San Quentin. We was just walking on the yard, and I was like, man, like, all of the, the YOPs was basically getting caught up in trouble. They were. Prison. And I was like, man, I should do something for him. Like, most of these guys are rapping. So for me, when, when all of these people came about, aboard, it was kind of like, you started as an idea, but it kind of, 
legitimized the whole project in a way. And I think that people started taking us more serious afterwards. So when I finally played like all the shout outs and the intro to the people that was on a mixtape, I could tell that they were like, man, Jazz, you weren't playing, huh? Hmm. Like, this for real. Like, yeah, I was like, man, I've been telling you, like, I had a vision. And for me, it was like, I had this vision and I didn't really care what nobody said. I just had this vision in my head. Every night I couldn't sleep. I was like, I just feel like this story needs to be told. So yeah. for me, like, I'm mostly happy for the fact that that people started hearing these youth that really had a story, an important story to tell. And I know that, like, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm an extreme optimist. <laughs> and I feel like nothing is impossible. So the fact that we could get, I mean, DJ Khaled, T.I., yeah. Russell Simmons, all of these major cats, you know, Meek Mill, to embrace the project, it just showed me, like, if we can do that from prison, just imagine what we could do from the outside. Man, just imagine what we could do from the outside. Right now, you're in Stockholm. You just got back. Where well, you're based where normally? I'm based in Dubai, and I just touched down in Stockholm yesterday, which is the city I was born in. So, yeah, it's great to be home, man. Everything is unreal. Like, I've been out for two years, but till this day, it's still unreal. It's still unreal. And so now when you when we when we look at the international market of hip hop now, right, which you have in this unique perspective now being in Dubai and you're from Sweden and you had this experience inside of the United States. How are you looking forward into the future with hip hop on an international level and what type of influences do you want to have on the music? See, what I want to do, I want to blend different cultures. I always had a dream of connecting African-Americans with Africa, for example. Right. My dad is from the Ghana, the west coast of Africa. And one thing I noticed once I was incarcerated in America is that a lot of people inside of color didn't really know the roots or the traditions and the culture. And I felt like I, I really want to bridge that gap between Africa and America. And that's one thing I want to do. I'm, I'm working with some, some artists from the Gambia right now. Mm -hmm. But um, that's one thing I want to do. I really want to touch on the commonalities. I think that's that's a big theme in my life, period. And like just showing like how much alike we are and how much we can learn from each other. But that's what I'm working on right now. I'm working on bridging a gap of different cultures. I'm going to Colombia a lot too as well. Hmm. And uh, I'm just trying to be everywhere, man. Just make music and just connect with different cultures and learn from different cultures. Man, we're life on that. And we need more people trying to bring people together, trying to find a uh, commonality, trying to find commonality in music, art, everything to try to bring some of these, uh, these uh, fissures that we have in our society to back together again. Okay, as we get ready to close out this interview, man, you and I have had more than a few discussions on hip hop. I'm a little older than you, so, but you're close enough to understand my appreciation for old, for old school hip hop. And I'm also close enough to you to understand and get some appreciation for the new school hip hop. With that set up, right, here's your question for you right now. I need your five all time hip hop artists. They don't have to be one to, through five, but I just need your five all time hip hop artists. Who's your five goats? Man, that's such a difficult question. And I never liked the five. 
Because <laughs> to me, hip hop is like so erased me. I, I'm, but I'm gonna I'm give it a try though. All right. My number one for sure is Rakim. Rakim, the God MC. Okay. For sure. I would say my number two is Nas. Okay, the God MC. All right. Queensbridge, I see where number you at. Three, <laughs> number three would be Chuck D. Of Public Enemy, definitely. Four, I can't say. Because then it's just like a, it's so many, man. I, I grew up on Gangstar, Mob Deep. It's too many. I mean, as far as MC goes, I wouldn't even put Tupac in my, in my top five. Hmm. But as far as impact, impact. as far as impact, impact. go, be up there. Right. And I, L. I, but even before you go forward, right, I like the nuance in there, right? That's something else that gets lost in hip hop now. You know, they don't have any nuance in saying that, well, I wouldn't put Tupac as an MC, but I would put him in on the impact that he had with hip hop on his messaging. Yep. I mean, I mean, this there's too many to mention. Like, if I would really go down in history, there'd be so many, man, that, that, that formed me, that inspired me. Like, I wouldn't be nothing without any of those guys. So it's like, and I think that's really, Rakim was my favorite before Nas. But if I would say, honestly, all over time, I'd probably put Nas in the first spot. Hmm. That's not, yep. I don't have any arguments with anybody's opinions about what they're doing, right? Especially when it comes to hip hop. Man, is there any chance, any chance that I can get you back on here in the future? For sure. Anytime, bro. All right. Anytime. You're my boy. I appreciate Anytime. that, man. Hey, look, we, we, we walked the yard together. In case, listen, for the people yep. that's in the studio right now, people that's going to watch this. Dave is one of the ones that I went to and said, hey, I'm thinking about I want to learn how to play guitar back in 2014. And he gave me some simple advice. Only use two to three chords. Let it be natural. <laughs> hey, I just want to say this, though. I'm Go ahead. so proud of you, bro. Like, you and I know where we've been. We've been just, man. We've been in, in a place where a lot of people don't get to see what it's like what it feels like to wake up and eat that meal they serving us to just the danger that we expose to every day and to see you go from that life into where you at right now with your own show, bro. I'm super proud of you, bro. I'm super proud. And I mean that from my heart. I hope you feel that because man, everybody in San Quentin knows Showtime. Everybody in San Quentin knows Showtime. He a legend in San Quentin. So I just want to extend that to you, man. I, I show love to you, and I'm proud of you, brother. And, man, I wish you all the best of success and everything for you, man. I wish everything for you, bro. Thank you. Because you've been through the struggle. Look at you now. I'm proud of you. Hey, man, I'm going to stop bringing guests on, man. It's going to be making me cry on my show. This, this, is, this is getting monotonous. <laughs> Everybody, this is my boy, you heard him, David Jassy. The Swedish Femom, we used to call him inside. Thank you for coming on the show with us today, man. Appreciate you coming in and can't wait for you to come back. Thank you for having me, King. Salute. All Salute. the time. All the time. Bless. 
Bam. Hey, man, appreciate you coming in like that, man. I thank you for that interview, man. <laughs> appreciate you too, man. Man, y'all be, man, how y'all gonna come on my show and make <laughs> me cry on my show? <laughs> Hey, I'm Oprah. I'm Oprah, bro. I'm Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now look, I'm about to record a, a, a monologue. Um, he won't be in it if I record it, right, Lenny? Uh, he can watch. He can watch. That's what I mean. If he, 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 all right. Just listen in on this. And uh, can somebody count me down from three so I can get started? Recently, in a post-game interview, Draymond Green spoke about new media. When he was speaking about the new media, he said, quote, basketball gives you enough to talk about if you know the game. If you know the game, basketball will teach you, and then you can teach people the game. But when you don't know the game, you got media out here chasing controversy beating the bushes to stir up stuff, trying to bring up things that don't really make sense and don't have anything to do with the game. I agree. My name is Aaron Showtime Taylor, and I'm declaring right now that I'm part of the new media. Here on this show, we're not chasing controversy. What I'm here to do is to share stories about unique individuals who have done unique things, extraordinary things, coming from unusual places. I know my story is inspirational. I've heard it enough since I've been home. I'm not worried about my story. My story is going to unfold and they'll to make a movie about it, write a book about it, whatever. My job here on Hard in the Paint is to bring you interesting individuals that I've met over the course of 26 years in prison who helped me get out, who helped me become a better communicator, and who also helped me since I've been home, giving me guidance to I got to the point where I'm at now here in Coin Media Group. Here in CMG, I'm a content creator. I was hired not because I did 26 years in prison. I was hired based on the value that I brought to this company. Maybe it had something to do with the storyline of the 26 years, but that don't last long here in this media. And so this place, Coin Media Group, hired me to do exactly what I'm doing, to bring people in, to tell interesting stories, and to show people that you can overcome anything no matter where you start off at. Not me, but the people that I'm bringing in. If I'm the flagship, if I'm the face of what rehabilitation can look like in the United States, if I'm gonna be the one that you look at and say, he's the one that's telling the American story right now of what it means to go down and get back up and make your comeback. If that's the case, then I'm declaring today that I'm part of the new media. I don't want your controversy. I want your spirit. I want your emotion. I want your focus. I want you to think about the people that I'm bringing on and what they're saying and what they're sharing with you. I want you to think about the people that I'm bringing in who came inside of a level four prison, which later became a level two prison, to help people heal. The statement, hurt people hurt people, is only half of it. The second half is healed people heal people. I'm here to heal people. I'm here to show you healed people. And to do that, I don't need to chase controversy. All I need to do is keep it a buck. Every time I come on this show, every time I step in this studio, and every time I step out this studio, I'm representing Coin Media Group and Elevated Entertainment. My name is Aaron Showtime Taylor. 
We're going to keep it a buck up in here. New media every day. All day.